On this episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be discussing Linnea Quigley's horror workout from 1990. Joining us for the discussion will be Linnea Quigley. Welcome to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, a movie podcast that features hosts Brandon and Cullen discussing a film considered but not limited to being a cult classic. The episode you are listening to will include plot spoilers and may contain harsh language. Follow CC Cavalcade on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Listen to the show on cultcinemacavalcade.com, iTunes, and anywhere podcasts are found. Hi there, I'm Linnea Quigley. I'm the girl that's usually impaled on antlers or eaten by zombies in movies. I really have to stay in shape, and there's no better way than a long, hard workout. This is Cult Cinema Cavalcade. This is episode 91. This is Brandon, and as always with me is your co-hoster who gets all his reps in on one wrist, Cullen. I'm wearing my sexy, sexy underwear, and I'm ready to do some aerobic exercises. Today we are here to discuss the 1990 workout video, Linnea Quigley's Horror Workout. Cullen, hop down, give me two, and tell me the plot. After a nice shower, Linnea does some warm-up stretches and then goes for a run. She encounters some flabby zombies who follow her back to her house, where she leads them in some poolside aerobic routines. Later, she unwinds by inviting some girlfriends over for a slumber party and some exercise. When something goes bump in the house, her friends begin experiencing an attrition problem. Linnea Quigley's Horror Workout is directed by Kenneth J. Hall under the pseudonym Hal Kennedy and Stars. Linnea Quigley, Cynthia Garris, Amy Hunt, Victoria Nesbitt, and Christine Seeley. Welcome back to Cult Cinema Cavalcade as we cap off our thankful for Linnea Quigley month. I'm not going to keep you waiting as we have someone very special here with us today. An icon in the world of horror starring in such classics as Return of the Living Dead, Night of the Demons, Silent Night. Deadly Night, Savage Streets, just to name a few, as well as the star of today's film, Linnea Quigley's Horror Workout. Please welcome America's Scream Queen, Linnea Quigley. Thanks for having me, you guys. Oh, thank you, Linnea. We're going to talk a lot about your horror workout video today, and and your past films are going to come up quite a bit. But let's first talk about what you've been up to lately. Like, what are you working on now? You got anything coming out or anything? I just went on what I call my Halloween tour, which goes from about September to November. And, you know, instead of a rock and roll tour, it's a horror tour. And so I hit the different places. I got to go to Paris, London, Toronto, Salem, some really cool places this year. Plus Idaho, where I got a really neat award, the Trailblazer Award. So I was happy about that. Yeah. And just met great people, you know, the promoters and a lot of film festivals this year. A lot of film festivals. That's what I've been doing. And then filming, I did three films this year. Bone Hill Road I did last year. It just came out. And then I did Twilight Camp, The Last Thanksgiving, and da-da-da-da, Clownado. Yeah. Which is going to be finished very soon, and I'm really anxious to see it. Which I'm not usually anxious to see a movie. I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, but I'm really anxious to see this. Now, I assume it's a bunch of clown scientists researching tornadoes, right? You know what? I don't know. I only read my part. <laughs> the clown NATO did not show up that day. I know. I know. It'd be terrible, but it's very interesting. It's um, from the same director, Todd Sheets, that did Bone Hill Road. So he, he's getting better and better at each movie he's doing. So it's going to be, I think, really good. Well, so now we've inadvertently had someone who's been in Sharknado as well as now a star of Clownado. So it's kind of like we're trying to hit up all the Ados. I've got to see Sharknado. I haven't seen it yet, and I'm really upset. It's exactly what you think it is. <laughs> okay. Yeah. First one's okay. 
Okay. But that's exciting. I like hearing that you're still in movies all the time. It's great. I do. I love it. Warning. The activities depicted in this video are strenuous and highly physical in nature. They should not be attempted without first consulting your doctor. Since they can also become violent, you might also seek advice from a psychiatrist, clergyman, or criminal attorney. In any case, we accept no responsibility for any harm you do to yourself or to others after viewing this tape. Whatever happens, it's not our fault. So let's go back to the late 1980s when the fitness fad was hitting its peak and craze. Everybody had a workout video, and then you end up having your own, this horror workout. What exactly is, what's the genesis of this project? Well, it was Kim and Paul and I were doing a murder weapon, and I had to do the scene of, like, the mallet up and down and up and down in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. You know, because they have to keep doing it to get it right and everything. And after doing it, you know, I went on set and Ken was like, boy, working out is really a physical. And, you know, we started talking and, oh, you got to run, you got to do this. And then all of a sudden we kind of got this thing that went on in our heads and we go, whoa, you think of the same thing I am? And we're like, yeah. And we had the money, believe it or not, like a week later and we're shooting. Oh, wow. So it was like something that was just born out of just talking and nonsense. And, you know, usually, you know, you talk about something that never happened, but this did happen. Yeah. And it was instant. Yeah, it was. Which now nowadays is like, you know, maybe 10 years later, something will happen. How long did it take you to shoot this? It took, oh my God. It was very short filming time. It was a weekend if that. Before we dive into specifics, I do have to give the movie credit. It is a lot more clever than you'd think. There's some pretty good inside referencing, even, if you know your stuff that makes the movie pretty funny. For instance, there's a part where you take a phone call in the movie. Really? A horror movie? Starts filming tomorrow? Hmm. Two days. Is that for my part? Oh, that's the whole filming schedule. Well, what's the role? Dancing in a graveyard on a tombstone. I already did that. This time I wear a chicken suit? Um, no thanks, I uh, think I'll pass. And it's funny, a lot of the movies you did were like that in production schedule. Like we were talking about Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers last time on the show, and that shot in like five and a half days. You're right. Oh, my God, yes. That was over Memorial Day, too, because Fred had the camera, as you probably know, for an extra few days. So he decided, what the heck, let's make a movie. With as quick of a turnaround and a shoot as this was, was there any sort of audition process for anyone involved with the movie? Luckily, I, you know, oh, God, I'm I'm really, really, really bad at auditioning. And luckily, I've done... Return of the Living Dead and Night of the Demons. And after that, they really, I mean, with the money they were paying, it wasn't like doing an audition for some big thing, but they just would call me and would talk or something like that. And then they'd go, okay, would you like to do this? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's good. That's no, good. it was so, nice because I just suck at auditioning. I'm so bad. It's like, yeah. The actresses that played your friends, did they have to come in, do a read or anything? Because I know. You do have Mick Garris's wife, Cynthia Garris, under a different pseudonym in the film as well. Yes, uh, Cynthia. Well, and that was by others. mistake, actually. She was the choreographer of it. Mm-hmm. And the one girl that was supposed to show up for that day called in crying. I mean, she was lost. She had this problem. She had a breakdown because she couldn't get there. And we asked her, well, can you do this? And she's like, oh, my God, you know how old I am? And we found an outfit for her and put her in it whether she liked it or not (laughs) it was funny it was funny she's like oh no i can't believe i'm doing this some people may know but cynthia was a zombie in the michael jackson thriller video and while she's under a pseudonym here you could have made a sales pitch that choreography by zombie from michael jackson's thriller and then also she she had little parts in mixed movies should have a yes. part. And then anytime he has a nickname for somebody, it's her nickname, which is Sissy. So you watch for that when you watch his movies. Oh, that's pretty cool. Oh. Yeah. Awesome. 
Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but this was filmed at your parents' house? At my parents' house and this person that we used to always, like, rent their house out, Rachel Forney, that had, like, oh, my God, uh, orange-brown shag carpeting Mm -hmm. and just not that good of taste. But it worked for the stuff we were doing, you know, like we used it for Nightmare Sisters and a couple more. Oh, the girl I want for a workout. When I was watching it and they showed the exterior of the house, I was like, hey, that's from the Slime Bowl-O-Rama. That's Uh, right. That one, too. When I listened to the commentary, uh, the director mentioned that it is stock footage from Slime Bowl-O-Rama. But when you go in the house, it is actually that house, which is pretty funny. It is. I wasn't in any of those scenes, I don't think, in the house. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, um, I was just the in the bowling alley. Yeah, yeah, I was at the bowling alley. So it's like I was in the scenes, but I wasn't in that part there. But at the beginning of this movie features a lot of clips from a lot of different movies from a lot of different studios. Was it easy getting permission to use that or difficult? How did that go about? It was scary, the one, because Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers was pretty much funded by this company that was like, I hate to say this, I hope I'm not killed, mafia people. And when you went to their place, it was like really scary. They were very serious and sitting behind their desk. And when you went in their office, there were monitors of all the outside and different rooms in there. And I'm like, I had to ask them and I'm like, oh my God, I was so scared. Wow. But we did have to okay it, but since everybody's a friend, so... Mafia films seem to follow Gunnar Hansen around because I believe the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, at one point, the distribution uh, rights and ownership was the Mafia. I didn't know that. I, I believe it, though. And that's why no one got paid for that movie, but they were also, like, afraid to ask for any money when it was owned by them. Oh, my God. Is that why? Yeah. That's interesting. That's, <laughs> like, no, let's leave those guys alone. They can have our movie. Yeah. And that's the one that, like, Gunnar Hansen was on. He had not done anything since Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. And I told him, I go, oh, my God, you know how popular it would be if you did these conventions and stuff? He's like, oh, nobody cares about me. I'm just like this movie and I have a mask on. I was like, no, you know, because I was kind of scared to work with him myself. And I'm like, all of a sudden he was like starting to do conventions. I'm like, I told you, you know, so I'm glad that, you know, all the suffering he had to do on that movie and no money that it panned out. It's like he knew he was popular. Did you start doing conventions immediately or when was it you decided to start doing those? It was, they, oh my God, I could talk about conventions forever because they've changed so much. <laughs> It used to be you'd go in and did print up pictures for you and you did signings for free. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was for PR and stuff like that. And then I don't know who changed it, but somebody changed it all around. And then all of a sudden it was like people would charge and and then it's like everybody in the world would be there. Like, oh God, Kelson the cop who is um in Plan yep. 9, yeah, okay. he would show up at them, and just everybody. And a lot of girls showed up that had blood on them for something, a picture or something, and they would say they're scream queens and, mm. you know, show up at them and, and, like, hand a guy a picture and say, oh, that'll be, you know, $5 or $10, whatever it was then. And it was just very funny because everybody kind of jumped on the bandwagon after they learned they, they could start making money on it. That's Interesting. I always like hearing about those conventions from those who are like guests of it or run it and stuff, the behind the scenes things. Back to the horror workout, though. Uh, we open up this video with a nice little disclaimer that I noticed had a typo in it. Ooh, interesting. I didn't uh, know the that. word except is A C C E C T instead of A C C E P T. But that's my, oh my God. overly visual. I didn't even know that. That's you great, when you watch it. Oh, and you watch it three times in preparation for this episode, you know. One of the times, I caught it. Oh, oh how funny. Poor <laughs> you. Listening to that music, you must have heard it in your sleep. Oh, um, yeah. I, I wake up in the middle <laughs> of the night oh, doing, doing the bicycle. <laughs> After the disclaimer, it opens up on a shower scene. And As we know, you're no stranger to nudity in your films, but with something like this, at this point in your career, was it just like, oh, 
shower scene? Let's do this or? Pretty, eh, kind of. I never got used to it, but it made it weirder because it was my parents' house and they were there. And I'm like, oh my God. You know, so it was just weird. Gotcha. Well, it's weird just to have to have nudity in a exercise video to begin with and not just not just to have it in there but it's like the first thing you see in the video that's true you know because you think it should be like building up to that or something like that yeah because there was that weird fetish of guys watching exercise videos back in the day i mean i guess the allure would be like maybe a boob will fall out or something but you start out with like here you can be done now (laughs) you're right you're right keep going Exactly. Pause yeah. or play, you know? Yeah. Get the get the pervs out of the way of the first 15 minutes, and then after that, exactly. you can start the exercising. Exactly. Yeah. In my, in exactly. My early... Oh, that's funny. You know, in my early 20s, I worked on a movie that had nudity on the set, and I will tell you, it is not as cool as someone may think it sounds. No. No. It, it feels pretty gross. Yeah. But you did like a pro all the way back in the day. Oh, God, thank you. Thank you. More power to you. Yeah, uh, you'd do them though too, I bet. Me? Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Well, how much is the check for? I guess we'd have to start there. Well, you went to college, right? You said? Yeah, I did. Well, I heard that that's how you paid your tuition. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you have your own YouTube channel. You didn't know about it? <laughs> oh, dude. After your shower, we go to you laying on the rug looking at some magazines in what I think is one of your signature outfits, because I've seen you in that more than just in this movie. The, uh, oh, the my God, with... yes. You pretty much give a rundown of who you are in case some horny little kid rented this without having seen any of your movies before. <laughs> How dare him? Oh, my God. Okay, yes, that's true. They, they show the clips and, and everything, which, oh, man, talking about that, I, I was a member of SAG, Screen Actors Guild, for many years, and then... When I did Savage Streets, they said they came on the set and we'd been on a wait, which means they have to pay you every day because you can't change, you can't change your look, you know, just all this stuff. So he came to the set and said, oh, you're all going to get the $5,000, which then was a lot of money. It still is. But, you know, it was like back then that was like 10 or something. Still not enough for rent in L.A. Exactly. That's true. But, you know, it was still like, oh, my God, you know, so I, I'm like, how happy. And he goes, except you. And I'm like, what? And my manager had called in and everything that I was on hold. And for some reason, they just went against me. So mm-hmm. I went against them and just did all these non-union films. And then on the horror workout, they called me in and fined me $2,000 because it showed every damn clip that I did that was non-union in that movie. Oh. And they were this, these like really serious people sitting around. Did you do Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers? I'm like, yep, I did. And like, I was really smart with them because it's like everybody else would go in there and cry. And I was just like, this is my second time in here. It's like, I'm just going to have fun with them and screw with them. You know, did you do, uh, you know, sorority babes in the slime ball bowl around? I'm like, yeah, I did. You know? <laughs> she just brought a pro- portfolio in with you and just showed it off. Yeah, okay. I got fined like $2,000 and I had to go to a first members meeting, which was horrible. At the end of this meeting, were you like, well, thanks for the slap on the wrist and all, but what'd you think of the workout video? You obviously watched it. Yes, somebody <laughs> did. Somebody did. I should say, oh my God, you guys are such big fans of mine. You know, or something. Mm. <laughs> that is the perfect thing to say to them. As I mentioned earlier, this movie has some really clever humor and a very self-referential and kind of ahead of its time in the meta game. Oh, maybe, yeah. And some of this stuff is really inside information that back in 1990, probably your biggest fans and stuff didn't even know about because you didn't have the accessibility of an IMDb or a Wikipedia or a DVD interview to reveal some of that information that you're referencing in your humor. God, you're right. Well, Ken Hall, who wrote it, is really a good writer. And with comedy, he's really, really good. And so that was fun. But he's really, really good. Like him and Kevin Tenney are amazing. Their their humor's great. There was a surprising amount of uh, chastising the audience for playing with themselves while watching the video. Oh, my God, you're right. You're right. I totally forgot about that, but you're right. Stretch those muscles. 
That's right. Stretch him. Not that muscle. And then I remember on it, in that part, the audio went wrong. And so we had to do it again, the whole bit. And we're like, Ooh. oh, God, that just took an hour to do. Now we have to do it an hour more. Ooh. So, so and we were working on borrowed time there, you know, two or three days. So eh, Can't get the two days done if you don't. Everybody's got to get back to work on Monday, so you got to finish this up by Sunday night, right? Exactly. Was that a comfortable outfit to do the workout in? No, it wasn't bad. You know, um, it really wasn't bad. I was surprised. So I, I question more if the position was comfortable, because you are on the floor, and your legs are just stretched as far as they could go and I just sat there watching it and I felt like I couldn't do that at all and it looks terribly uncomfortable oh how funny well I still can I do Pilates and stuff like that so I still can do all that stuff so it's like I kind of grew up I did gymnastics and stuff and I just my body was already made that way or whatever you you kind of have to start early to get your muscles and bones and all that stuff to stretch. Yeah, the beginning of this is mostly stretching the of the, the workout part. How much of this did you actually do as a workout, or was it just uh, like, well, this is what people do when they work out, so we'll do that? It was tongue-in-cheek. Yeah? They had me come up with some stuff that would be silly and fun. When I first got to L.A., I worked at Jack LaLanne's Health Spa, and so I, I thought some of the dumb older moves that they used to do would be fun to do. <laughs> Well, it's a shame you didn't bring a medicine ball into the, the uh, video. Oh, I should have. Or one of those machines that shakes the fat off people. And they, the women loved that machine because they didn't have to do anything and they really thought it worked. It was like, oh, my God, that's going back way far, long, a long time away. You probably don't even know of that machine. In our next segment of the film it has you going out for a jog and being slowly chased by zombies who every time you stop to look around disappear and hide behind the trees it's kind of funny but it winds up in you doing a synchronized aerobic bit by a pool which i admittedly was kind of scared you were going to fall in because you are right up there by the edge oh you're right i didn't though and cynthia garris was on the other side of the pool like showing us what to do exactly so we were like watching her and just copying her all of you are in pretty good sync for doing it seemingly on the fly. I know. I know. I'm so used to those things that actually if I did a long shoot, I'd have it down pat. My God. And I have to say, the makeup on these zombies is pretty impressive. I mean, like, really impressive. It is. There's only six of them, but who cares? It looks great. They do. The one guy looks like Sylvester Stallone, I swear to God. <laughs> if you notice him, he really does. The dark-haired guy, unbelievable. It's weird. Yeah, the makeup in this scene is better than some of George Romero's movies, and he's known for making zombie movies. Yeah, you're right. You're right. This is the kind of zombies I like. You know, they're not too dead, but they're not too fresh. It's a good mixture. Yeah. And I've seen crap like, you know, the video dead and whatever, and this blows that out of the water. And these people had, what, like five minutes to get ready? They started okay. really early, and they started really early on building the cemetery, which was like in back of my parents' house up in the mountains where an old sanitarium was. It, it was very, very old. And so the art directors and the people doing art department were up there at four in the morning, getting all set up with the tombstones and everything. And we even got porta potties that we brought up. Andy dumped porta potties, and they brought them up the road so that you know it'd be too long of a drive to have to go to the bathroom. When one of the zombies was going down to use the restroom, a fire truck came up and saw him walking and we got so busted. I mean, because we had to like keep them occupied by like saying, well, isn't it like technically blah, 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 blah. you know, like, like we grabbed a couple shots because we didn't want to lose the location. So we're like shooting while we're trying to distract them. They didn't understand what was going on, <laughs> of course, because you don't usually go up. But once a month, we didn't know they did a fire thing up there. And you happen to catch that once a month? Of course. I, of course. I just wondered what the first guy that saw that coming thought when he saw a zombie coming down. <laughs> yeah. A little interesting fact about this uh, pool zombie sequence is that you actually, you didn't do day for night here. You actually did night for day because you ran out of daylight. Yeah, so. which happens a lot, especially like with daylight savings time stuff. You know, it's like you don't have that long to shoot. So right. you're pretty limited. 
I'll work in no play. Isn't any fun. So I invited a few friends over for a slumber party. When the night does come, we join you and your buddies in the living room looking at uh, VHS tapes of your movies and trading back some references and stuff. And I caught a Savage Streets reference in there. I'm a big fan of that film. Aww. What about this one? Sorority babes in the slime ball bowlerama. I've already seen that one. Isn't that the one where you get gang raped in a bowling alley? That's Savage Streets. A couple of the women who play your friends in here kind of disappeared after this. This is the only thing they did, right? I know it. It probably hurt their careers. I don't know what happened to a lot of them that were in it. I I never saw them in anything else. Yeah. And that one poor girl must have been really screwed up after being lost and having a breakdown. So maybe she never acted again in her life. That's possible. But this little thing they called an embarrassment back then would probably land them a booth at a horror convention nowadays. No, it would <laughs> if they knew about it being so popular, but I bet they have no clue. I'm really glad those conventions have turned out for a lot of people, because I remember back in the day, the horror was like a dirty thing. Oh Super my God, yeah, you do those type of films I would get all the time. And now it's like, oh, cool. And you're a legend of the genre. Yeah, in my own mind. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we then get to see you uh, perform a musical number from Nightmare Sisters, which you you had a band too, right? The Skirts. Oh, yeah, the Skirts. We rehearsed next to the Go-Go's, and their songs were so punk. Oh, my God. Like, I remember one of their songs was called I Love Playing with Razor Blades. And now, you know, and then they went all punky or poppy you're a musician mm-hmm. well, you're multi yeah i play rhythm guitar and a little bit of lead and then vocal and songwriter you still play nowadays every once in a while not as much i want to but the bass player i worked with all the time we just worked really good together is in um the other side of florida and nobody around here i'll be moving very soon from here but i gotta find a place where they have musicians you know yeah yeah, yeah it's terrible here. It's not like L.A. Yeah, it's a hotbed for musicians there. Oh, wow. Your Sumbler Party cohorts and you then began to do an aerobics routine in a really small room. And I just have to wonder, did anybody accidentally like slap anyone in the face or something? You're so close in there. No, that would have been through. funny, but no, it didn't happen. Too bad. That would have been an interesting story. So they only had three days to shoot. They couldn't do anything to slow it down. Had to keep go, go, go. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sitting here thinking if some adult person in 1990 caught their kid watching this, they'd be like, oh, my God, look at this muddy stuff. But if you actually watch an aerobic video, you're just as clothed as they are. Mm-hmm. You're, you're right. You're down. right. You're it's very down, true. So I guess it's more sensual with the nightgown, but in reality, it's no different than the sports bra. Well, yeah, the, the clothes are a lot baggier in this than in an actual workout video. Oh, my God, you're right. Now it's like nobody's wearing anything, and it's like hardly anything. This would have got the strict Catholic kid sent to camp for something afterwards. <laughs> oh, my God, you're right. You're right. Now, there is more pillow fighting in this than in most workout videos. There, there is. Yeah, there's a bit more going on. But, yeah, the pillow fight. Yeah, it's like I love those little things in there that are just, like, silly and really spoofy. Following the workout, the power goes out, and you leave to go investigate, leaving your friends all grouped together. And one by one, they're offed by a punk rock looking Ronald Reagan yes. looking with the mask. Which... Yes. And there are some cool deaths. I mean, there's some traditional slasher kills and all, but it's the, like the machete in the head, but that's effective. Yeah. And having that competency in the effects enhances the movie too. And this killer winds up being, for the second time this month on our show, you, noting that you are also the killer in Murder Weapon, which we covered earlier this month. Oh, that's right. Maybe that's what inspired that. And you give this crazy confessional speech to the camera, which I thought was pretty awesome. There. That's how I really stay in shape. I guess my house anymore and eating all my popcorn now. But it will make you fat. Well, don't you? And you, you on the sofa. I know what you're doing when you're watching my movies. Just how many calories do you think that burns? You could do better than that. Now you get on the ground and give me a dozen push-ups. One, two, three. 
Okay. Four. Okay. One in place. One, two, three, four. That's it. What those thighs are. Cut them off. You did it. That's great. Won't kill you. Oh, God. That was like at two or three in the morning, too. I remember that. The director said that he went over, woke you up from a nap, you got up, did the speech, went back to the bed, and he was like, that was amazing. Exactly, exactly. It was like, oh my God, how'd that happen? So the rage that you shout at the camera, was that real then from being woken up to have to shoot this scene? No, it was just doing it like, I don't know, maybe it could have been, I don't know. It like was just like, it came out like that. I don't know. It was fun though. You were super angry in that scene. Just yelling at the people at home. Like, like, stop stop playing with yourself. I know what you do on the couch. Get off the couch and start doing push-ups. Yeah, I was like kind of a mean like person with like a cigarette hanging from their mouth. And you know, like being crazy. (laughs) That's good. No. From this movie, it's obvious that you knew who from the start was going to be the killer. But going back a little bit to Murder Weapon, did you guys know on that movie that you were going to be the killer from the beginning? Or was that just sort of a last second decision on set? That was something that we were curious about when we watched that movie. Oh, it was it was written that way. Oh, it was written that way. Okay. Yeah. There's some things that don't go together, but uh, I know. Yeah, that could be the nature of the low budget filmmaking. But we were there were some things we just wondered that. Hey, I wonder if they were just like mm, flip a coin. Okay, you're the killer. Yeah, like was she was here. You on never set know, that day, though. So you murderer. never know. Yeah, because sometimes you know actresses get freaked out and they can't get to set, and you never know what can you know happen. Mm-hmm. You know, why the script changes, but I've seen a lot of big movies where I go, wait a minute, what, 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 why did that happen? Because it wasn't like that before. Right. You know, like, Um, why'd you change clothes and then change back? I'm like, what? (laughs) For a second, while we're on Murder Weapon, which is a movie you starred in with Eric Freeman, who is garbage day. To pretty much everyone. Yeah. Did you realize you were inadvertently in two movies with him? Because I didn't know I was. I in, in Silent inadver- Night, it was Deadly inadvertently. Night. Well, Silent Night, Deadly Night Two. The first three fourths of that movie is pretty much just clips of the first movie, and you're in that movie. So by that nature, you're in there with him in the second one. So you're right. So it's like, I was like, and oh, now he's doing crazy. conventions too. Yeah, he resurfaced recently. He had been hidden from the spotlight for years because people were looking for him for a long, long time. I yeah. I forget what he does. It was like real estate or accounting or something so different than a killer Santa Claus. So. Well, I just wish that he was a garbage man. So just, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Maybe, oh, that would have been cool. He's like an exec at waste management or something. That would have been funny. (sighs) Seven days a week. It would just get old with him being your garbage man because every every week he comes to pick up the trash. It's garbage day. Like, I know, just pick it up and keep moving. (laughs) I got to get to work and walk in my driveway. Right. After your little rant, we get a teaser of cooking with Linnea quickly, which is kind of fun. Yes. Yeah, one, one, one more uh, butt and side boob shot before the movie ends. Be sure to look for our next instructional video, Cooking with Linnea Quigley, coming soon to a store Oh, that's right. That's right. And then it's like, everybody, we're, we're thinking, hey, maybe we will do it. But, you know, you never know. It might happen still. Yes, do it. We're coming up on what the thirtieth anniversary of this. Maybe you can. Find oh my God, that would be the, great! It'd be fun. Now that you got digital, you do it in one day next time. You did the first in two days. Oh my God, <laughs> we can do it. We can do it. I'm going to talk to Ken about this yes. and say, Ken, let's do it. Yeah, because the... this one actually has been a longevity of like I didn't think. You know, I just thought, oh, we're doing this silly thing, and what you think of when you do most movies, but. Mm-hmm. I never thought it would be like people would actually, you know, exercise to it and dress Do like me and have really birthday exercise? parties. Yes. Oh, no. They, On their they birthdays, like, they make cake. Oh, no, gosh. but they have fun with it. They like dress like me and they all come to the party and then they, you know, do it with the workout. Just 
silly. Oh, that's great. I know. I couldn't before, believe it. I'm like, what? B- before we started the show, we mentioned to you that we've watched other workout videos, and this is the only one where it seems like it's kind of a workout. Like the others really were not where. I mean, they were moving around, but I didn't believe anyone could break a sweat. Like with this one, like, okay, I believe you get some kind of benefit out of this. Exactly. In video game speak, it felt like there were workouts with cutscenes in between. Yeah. It felt like there was like. <laughs> oh, you're right. Jump scares and yes. all yeah. the little things like, I'll be right back. <laughs> I'm also going to assume that uh, the director of this had not directed any other workout videos because it, it does cut between, uh, it's just not shot like any other workout video. You know, a traditional workout video, you know, it's, it's a wide shot and then you can, you know, see everyone, you know, doing the moves. Whereas this, like everything is like, like a close up and uh, the camera oh is my moving God, you're right. the time. And like it cuts between uh, different uh, like workout positions to where the position's like, okay, there's no natural quick way to get from this position where you're, you know, like squatting down to fully standing up and stretching. Like, like it's, it's a, it's fun, but there's just no way to naturally do it. You have to use your imagination and how to, or just skip some of the moves. Well, I guess, you know, he might not have any exercise videos in his future or in his past, but he can always say he's done the Linnea Quigley horror workout. So I imagine that a lot of people that bought this probably didn't buy any other workout tapes. (laughs) There might be a few. (laughs) Why would you need to buy any more than just this? I mean, right. I mean, this is better than buns of steel. They keep teasing butts. You show full on. I mean, this is the real thing. I mean, there's no teasing about it. You see butt. (laughs) Yes. And this video, while readily available on YouTube and some other places, like on VHS, it's really rare, hard to find. I mean, $189 is like the cheapest price to get it. Oh, my God. Like the DVDs are out of print. I have it. Uh, via a UK imported Blu-ray from 88 Films. It was a bonus feature on Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers, and it was the sole reason I picked that up was to have this, and it comes with the commentary. Really? So, I didn't yes. know it I did that. Are there any plans for like a new release of it anytime soon? Well, we've released something on DVD, like a right. limited amount. But we might have to, you know, up it and do some more because it was like selling out like crazy. I mean, there's all sorts of cool boutique labels out there nowadays. You could make one all fancy with some kind of cool limited slip cover. Yeah. People like the Scream Factories, the Vinegar Syndromes. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're great. Yeah. They're really good at creating a demand for something like, I didn't know I wanted to pay 40 bucks for that, but I do now. It's weird. I know. They really do. They really drum up the excitement with stuff like, oh, well, this is the only way I'm getting it. And it aims at collectors and myself. It's like, oh, yeah, I think I want that. I know. Oh, it's got a different cover. I want that cover. I know. I'm like that, too. Like I just bought the new Scream Factory Night of the Demons steelbook. And yes. I got that. I was like, ah, it's just it's just a new steelbook. And they're like, but we did a new 4K transfer on it. Oh, OK. Money down. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And isn't, is there a commentary on that one? There's commentary, but they added a new interview with you from like 10 years ago that I don't believe was on there before. Oh, my God, really? Because it's in standard definition video, and they didn't list it on the the features. And I was like, oh, what's this? Oh, it's an interview. That's weird. I didn't even know that. Are those interviews, like once you complete them, they belong to whoever you did them for? Yeah. Is that kind of how it works? Release, yeah. Unless you got a special clause in there. Gotcha. She's like, oh, I'm you know, on this? Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, we didn't, like, we were all friends. We didn't really deal with managers and agents. We just said, okay, let's go do this film. We we're like family. And nowadays, it's like everything goes to your agent. I asked an actor friend of mine to just say a few things about if he'd ever done extra roles or, you know, just what he thinks of it, you know, something like that. And he's a good friend of mine. And I couldn't believe it. The first thing he said was, you're going to have to talk to my manager. And he was serious. At first, I thought he was kidding. Oh. I'm like, whoa, okay. Gosh. I was like, that's strange. Yeah, that's like. I felt uh... really awkward. So how do you feel about the legacy of your horror workout? Is it something you thought might just go away and then came back in some kind of cult fashion? Yeah, I'm like, I'm really shocked. 
I'm really shocked. It, it made a splash when it came out. And then it was very quiet for a long time. And then all of a sudden, it's like, what? This is crazy. It's like got a new audience and people are loving it. I, I was like stunned. After a day of being hacked and slashed, I can't wait to get home and get out of my clothes. If I'm not being killed in my films, I usually have to fight some creepy thing or another. Like giant mutant rats. Gross. Or a bowling alley filled with demons. So I want to go a little off the topic for some of my personal curiosity. Uh, and this is something that always fascinates me. What are some roles for maybe some name projects or something that you maybe read for, auditioned for, and didn't get, but, you know, the what could have been? I saw somewhere that you were involved with Reservoir Dogs. Is that true? Like, yeah, I yeah. I didn't read for it, but we were with the same manager, Catherine James. Tarantino and I, and then if you watch the movie, there are no girls in it. No, there's not. Well, there's. A I was going to be like shot in the street. I think. Yeah, exactly. I was to play a female cop in it, but I don't know. They they got all the girls out of it. it's weird. Because he always plucks people from not necessarily B movies, but like Grindhouse and stuff like that, like a, your Robert Forsters, your Pam Greers, and. And Fred Williamson's and such. And then I always thought, like, oh, well, he's got to go to Linnea sometime. He's got to know of her. And apparently he did from the early get-going. Oh, yeah. And then he's just like, oh, no girls. Right. That's interesting. Are there Plus any there's other, some like, political things uh, about stuff and things sure. like that. So, Are there any other biggies like that? Because I always think, oh, what could have been if they went in this direction? Well, this is silly, but Howard the Duck. My mom oh, helped really? me. Tried to memorize the lines. Howard the Duck, Howard Stern. Even though that wasn't a big movie, they got some girl with red hair. For the Private Parts movie? Yes, yes. And those were the main that I remember. I did read for, oh my God, what's his name? It was a movie a long time ago, like, oh, it was huge. Oliver North. Not Oliver North, Oliver. Oliver Stone? Yes. Yes, I read for him for something. JFK? No. It was um before that. It was way before that. It was like uh, some kind of war thing. Oh, Platoon? No, it was like, oh, God, a, a cartel or something like that. I can't remember which one it was now. And I don't even remember what I read for. But, I di- oh, I did. It was so funny. <laughs> the worst thing that happened was I had a, an interview at Warner Brothers. So, you know, you have to get them dressed up and, blah, 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 blah. and you don't mm-hmm. sometimes know what you're reading for it was like a smaller part because i hadn't done really much and so the casting director she's there and then the producers and so they said okay we're gonna go out and if you can you know you can keep your bra and underwear on but just lay on the couch on your stomach so i'm like what so i did it and then they came in and then they left and it was for clean and sober the very first scene where the girl is dead i couldn't even do dead i mean that's pretty bad you lose a part that you're playing dead yeah (laughs) i mean i don't know what i did wrong (laughs) i don't know if you look enough like a corpse i know it i didn't know it's like some people can't even there's that old saying when an actor can't walk through a door convincingly and then no that's true that's true but yeah i can't even do a corpse that's pretty sad I have to go around killing them. I make corpses. I don't become them. Well, sometimes you do. Yeah, exactly. You call yourself zombies. Well, I have never seen such a sorry lot. Straighten up. Look at that slab. You know, just because you're dead... Now comes a portion of the episode where we rate the movie we just watched. As we are cults in the cavalcade, we keep things nice and culty. Our options are stay with your family, which means, well, I'm going to pig out. I'm not going to work out. Don't need to give in shape. Converted, which means eh, seasonal. You could do this once in a while. You do the workout when the time's right. Wait till the spring or the summer. Or drink of the Kool-Aid. You wake up every morning and you dance with the zombies. You get down and you get some murdering going on Linnea Quigley style. So how do you rate Linnea Quigley's horror workout? Cullen. Well, this is by far the 
closest that we've ever come to having a proper workout video. Uh, looks like the actual exercise in it could have some kind of benefit. And uh, this shower scene was a lot sexier than Angela Lansbury, so that's a huge bonus. If such a thing is possible to be sexier than Angela Lansbury. And I would say this is definitely the best horror-themed workout video that's ever been made. It's a wonderful... I mean, I don't know what else to call it other than an oddity. Let's be real here. I've never seen anything like this before, and I doubt I'll ever see anything like it again. So I, I definitely think it's worth checking out, and that's why I say that I'm converted on it. So Brandon, how do you rate Linnea Quigley's horror workout? As I mentioned, I watched this three times for this episode, once for enjoyment, once to write the script, and once to watch it with the commentary. And even though... It's just an hour long. This went by really fast each time. I think it's a blast. It's a lot of fun. The humor's far more clever than you'd imagine. And after the crappy comedies we've been sitting through lately, what a relief. It's just fun. It's got really good horror elements, surprisingly. Those zombies were great. The, the slasher kills were, were fun. You get to see clips from Linnea's movies. You get to hang with Linnea for an hour, and that's just great to me. I, I think it's a really fun video, a piece of nostalgia, a piece of oddball VHS history. It's something just to watch real quickly with your friends, have a good time, laugh, and enjoy it. I easily drink the Kool-Aid on this movie. No doubts. I think it's well worth your time. Check it out on YouTube. It's it's really fun. Hi, I'm Linnea Quigley. And when you call 1-899-O-Rhonda and ask for me on the scream line, I'll scream like this. If you're so angry, you could scream, call me Linnea, and I'll do it for you. On the next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be discussing... I don't currently know what we're discussing, but we'll be discussing whatever that film is with our guest, Sharare Drury of Culture S. So stay tuned to our social media. We'll announce it there, but she'll be our guest next time. And I'd like to thank you all for listening, as always. Any new listeners that came in, appreciate you. Stick around for next time. Dive back in. We're on Spotify, iTunes, anywhere podcasts are found. Call cinemacavalcade.com. And I especially, especially want to thank our guest, Linnea Quigley, who's been fantastic. Thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you. And you got a lot of cool little bits. Appreciate it. And, and once again, uh, just let everybody know what you've got coming up. Well, I've got my website, which is www.linnea-quigley.com, where you can buy things and see things and whatever. And then I'm making, directing, and producing the movie, or the commentary, documentary, Extras. Mm -hmm. which is going to be really good, even though you're going, oh, I don't know about that. It sounds interesting to me. It's going to be good. They're different people, very different people. Mm -hmm. Some sad, some funny, some crazy. And then The Last Thanksgiving, Twilight Camp, and Clownado. And then Bone Hill Road just hit hit the shelves in Walmart and all kinds of places. Barnes and Noble, stuff like that. And again, thank you so much. Well, we look forward to next time, but since we don't have a film to talk about, instead, let's take a look at the trailer for Linnea's upcoming movie, Clownado, the trailer that actually trails. Tornado was Source, radar indicator rotation. Impact, flying debris will be dangerous to those caught without shelter. Mobile homes will be damaged or destroyed. Damage to roofs, windows, and vehicles will occur. This dangerous storm will be near. Take cover now. Move to a basement or an interior room on the lowest floor of a sturdy building.
got some business to figure out. to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, part of the Creative Zombie Studios Network. For press opportunities, advertising opportunities, and more information on Cult Cinema Cavalcade, contact mail at cultcinemacavalcade.com. Produced by Brad Shoemaker, edited by Brandon Peters, narration by Rebecca Peters. Theme song Pink Baby by Happy Elf appears courtesy of the freemusicarchive.org network. The film and music featured in this episode are part of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Join us again in two weeks for a new episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade. Because it fits, we usually, sometimes we'll do this, uh, if the episode drops after Thanksgiving, because we're typically bi-weekly, but we, we're doing three, oh, we do yeah. the post, post-Thanksgiving workout video. And uh, one oh, time we funny. did uh, Angela Lansbury, you remember, did you ever see her yeah. video? No, she had one? Yeah, it's it's disturbing. She she masturbates oh, in the bathtub. She does not. <laughs> she does. She totally does. What? It's implied. It's implied, but she talks. Like, I mean, you like, are sensuality. Kidding. Yeah, yeah. She, she says something like sensuality in older women is still very important, and it's just her in a bathtub, just you know, just oh. rubbing her arms, and I mean, you don't oh see her like you know God. like play with herself, but and it, you know, it is it's in the heat of murder. Still, that's Angela disturbing. It's not bed knobs and broomsticks, Angela Lansbury. It is. <laughs> oh my God! I gotta see that. I it must be rare. Or... Is it? Is it positive moves? Is that what's called, Cullen? Uh, I think it's positive moves. Yes. Oh yeah. my God! Oh my God! That is so funny. I've never heard that. Oh yeah. I can see it's... Betty White doing that, but not her. <laughs> and this is totally done seriously. Totally done seriously. Oh my God! That's crazy.